Be turning in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. Don't twitch. We're going to start in verse 22. <laughs> oh, no! The uh, title of the lesson today is The Broccoli of the Virtues. Now, I already heard a couple of you say, well, I like broccoli. Well, when... Uh, when uh, Former President uh, George H.W. Bush became president. He sent a notice to the cook in the White House saying, Well, I am president. I want no broccoli served in this house. Because he hated broccoli. Some of you like broccoli. So if you want to change the title to the liver of the virtues, uh, you can do that. If that uh, so uh, brings you. Some of you like liver. So, you know, whatever. Whatever you don't like, okay? You know, when you read the great passage here about the virtues and the fruit of the Spirit, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. You know, you think, wow, I love love. I'll have a double portion of love. How's that? Joy. Look at these. Peace. Patience. Gentleness. Faithfulness. Kindness. All these in there. And then the last one, self-control. It's just like, wow, everything was sounding good till you got to that. The fruit of the Spirit, the result of the Spirit in your life is all these good things. And then self-control. We have a tendency to think of self-discipline and self-control as uh, not a positive thing in our life, but uh, a thing that we're a little, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm not where I need to be there, and I know I should be doing better, and all that kind of a thing. Now, it says that here that the fruit of the Spirit is these things. So it, it actually gives a little bit of an indication that... If you've got the Spirit in your life, these things are going to be there. Right? It's almost like God is going to gift you with these things. God's going to give you these things. But look over to 2 Peter uh, chapter 1. We also see self-control show up here, but in a, a, a very different context. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5. For this very reason, make every effort. Huh. Galatians 5.22 seem to be God making the effort. The fruit of the Spirit. Now we're saying, Peter's saying here, that we need to make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control. There it is again. And he goes on to self-control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness, and godliness, brotherly kindness, and the brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, these are things not only to have in your life, but to even get more of in your life, increasing measure, they'll keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he goes on. So this this, uh, this self-control thing is something that God works in our life, but it's also something that we work at in our lives. 
You know, you can't look at, let's say in your life that you say, well, my self-control in some areas of my life is not where it should be. You can't say, well, God, it's your fault. You haven't given me enough of your spirit for me to be as self-controlled as I need to be. Because self-control is not just something that God is involved in bringing into your life. It's also something that you're involved in your life to add to, to increase uh, in your life. You know what I'm saying? That you have conviction about it, that I need to be doing better in in this thing. I want us to look at a couple more passages here just to get our mind going. Uh, Since we're in 1 Peter here, look back at at, uh, 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5 and uh, in verse 8, Peter says here, be self-controlled. So he's exhorting the people. He's directing the people here. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So you know, the passage is a little bit scary, isn't it? Hey, you need to be self-controlled or Satan is going to have his way with you. Look over to uh, Acts chapter 24. It even came up in uh, in sermons, uh, beginning of verse 24. And the context here is that uh, Paul is speaking to some uh, important people. And uh, in verse 24 it says, Several days later, Felix came with his wife, Drusilla. Hey, there's a name for you. Those of you that are looking for a name for your uh, daughter down the road. Drusilla. Sweet Drusilla. <laughs> Yow. Anyway, that was her name. Who was a Jewess. He sent for Paul and listened to him as he spoke about faith in Christ Jesus. So he's speaking about faith in Christ Jesus to this couple. It says, as Paul discoursed on righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. Man, there's a three-point sermon. Righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. Felix was afraid. Then he said, that's enough for now. When I find it, uh, you may leave. When I find it convenient, I'll send for you. So, you know, self-control can actually be a little scary. You know, you're talking about self-control, all of a sudden you're realizing, man, I'm, I thought I was a little so, uh, lacking self-control. I'm a lot lacking self-control when I start to think about it. You know, it can be a little bit scary if, if you know what I mean uh, in your life. Now, I've, I've written down here, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've got ten different areas or things that we might lack control in in your life. Let's see if any of these might apply to you. Okay? Number one, your control of your money. Ooh. Right off the bat. Gut punch. How we deal with money requires self-control. Our eating habits require self-control. My wife told me no jokes about that today, about eating. Okay? So no jokes. (laughs) And they're laughing anyway. It it wasn't a joke. Self-control. I need to have self-control here. Get myself under control. Your your overall health uh, 
requires self-control. Your spiritual health requires self-control. Work habits for our students, whether they be high school or college. Your study habits. Your overall laziness. Cleanliness. Your sleep habits. And anger management. Now that's just what I came up with. Any that I missed out there. What else uh, did I miss that requires self-control in our life? Our purity. Yeah, Mike. Our patience with uh, others. Wrong. It might fit in with anger, but uh, but patience. Okay, good. Yeah, back in the back. Our emotions require some level of self-discipline or, or self-control. Yes, sir. The amount of coffee we drink. Uh, are you a big coffee drinker yourself? <laughs> I don't think so. Yes. Our tongue. Oh, touche. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> I could always depend on Chris to come back with one. <laughs> Boom. Uh, uh, yes, sir. A social media. Okay, that's uh, maybe a modern uh, thing. How much we're on social media. And if you are right now, you know, repent right now. You need to repent of that right now. During my sermon, you're you're shopping during my sermon. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yes. Like your thoughts or your mindset. Okay, just uh, mental discipline. Okay, and, and we could actually go on. We could we could add other things to the list, but we get an idea. Self discipline, self control. It's not a thing. It's a concept that can apply to many areas and many different things uh, in our life. Look over to the book of Proverbs, chapter twenty-five. This is one of the proverbs about, and we're going to look at a number of proverbs here. We are studying proverbs, of course, but. Uh, in chapter 25, in verse 28, this is uh, the one of the Proverbs that when probably a lot of people think about self-discipline in Proverbs, this would probably be the passage that they might go to first. Uh, Proverbs 25, verse 28. Like a city whose walls are broken down is a man or is a person who lacks self-control. Now, what is the purpose of a city wall? What, what's it there for? It is defense, right? It's keeping the the bad guys out. Like a city whose wall is broken down is someone who who has a lack of self-control in their life. You don't have any defense. You know, if you think of our bodies, and and people who study these kinds of things uh, can scare us on that, but if we didn't have the defensive systems in our body... We would be sick in no time and sickened to death. We would die if our body didn't have the ability to ward off the things that could harm us. 
And we probably come in contact. Once again, I'm not, I don't know these things, but people who do know them, we come into contact with hundreds, maybe thousands of things in a day. That if our body wasn't rejecting him, pushing him away and keeping him out, we would die physically. Uh, think of a, uh, a sports team uh, uh, that doesn't have a good defense. Perhaps, perhaps we're thinking of of of, of either one of our teams, uh, the the Bruins or the Trojans. You know, uh, I, I I thought that Oklahoma would score fifty on on UCLA. They only scored forty nine. Uh, I was close, uh, and of course, even the Trojans, who are doing much better and look to be doing much better and will do much better, I think, this year, uh, even they couldn't. You know, the defense, you know, couldn't stop Stanford. So Stanford scored more points, and of course, if they score more points, they win the game. Like a man who lacks uh, uh, the city wall, the city at the city walls down. If you lack self control, you're going to get in all kinds of problems. In your life, in my life, whether you are successful or a failure at many things in life are going to come back to this. Were you self-disciplined? Were you self-controlled? You know, working with campus ministry like I have for many, many years. You know, I went into the ministry and campus ministry, and, and I know this is going to be frightening for some of you, in 1978 at Northern Illinois University. I've been involved with campus ministry in one way or another since 1978. That's when I went into ministry. That was my first job was a campus minister. The common thread of people who don't make it through college, in my opinion, is discipline. It's not really intelligence. Most people are intelligent enough to do the work to get the grades necessary to graduate. The issue is not whether they're smart enough to graduate. The issue is whether they're disciplined enough to get out of bed and go to class. The issue is whether they're disciplined enough instead of ding-donging around with whatever they're doing and get your butt into the library and study. You understand what I'm saying? It's not an issue of intelligence. It's an issue of discipline. Many of us in our career, in our career life, the issue of whether we're going to be successful in our career life or whether we're not is not necessarily whether we have the intelligence to advance in our career. It's whether we have the discipline to do the things necessary to advance in our career. It's not an intelligence issue. It's not a talent issue. It's a discipline issue in most of our lives. I've got two thoughts here that hopefully will help us flesh this thing out. Of what is self-discipline? How do I get self-discipline into my life? Number one, self-control or self-discipline is a think thing. Number one, self-discipline or self-control is a think thing. And number two, self-control or self-discipline is a do thing. See, for many of us in this room... We have gotten frustrated over the years. I can't seem to get this 
I can't get my life right. I must be doing the wrong things. It is equally important here. The think thing and the do thing. If you don't have the think thing right, the do thing isn't going to work. You understand what I'm saying? you got to get your mind right if you're going to work in this area of your life. Okay, Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. Some of you who know the Proverbs a little bit better uh, knew sooner or later that we were going to end up right here. Proverbs 6 and verse 6. Self-control is a think thing. It's a mind thing. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it sorts its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep. A little slumber. A little folding of hands to rest. And poverty will come on you like a bandit, and scarcity like an armed man. Go to the ant. Little tiny ants hold a lot of wisdom for us here in this area. He says, go to the ant and consider its ways. Think about what you see going on in front of you as you observe this ant. It's a think thing. Self-control is a think thing. You've got to think about it. Self-control, self-discipline is not a do thing that if you don't think about it, There's another passage that's remarkably similar to this over in uh, in chapter 24. In verse 30. I went past the field of a sluggard. So he says, I'm just going to share with you what happened the other day. I went by the field of a sluggard. Past the vineyard of a man who lacks judgment. Thorns had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds and the stone wall was in ruins. Now look at this. I applied my heart to what I observed and learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will come on you like a bandit and scarcity like an armed man. I saw something And I thought about it. Go to the ant. Look at the ants on the ground. In our case, sometimes on our counter. Look at the ants. And learn something. Think about what you see going on in front of you. Our ability as, as people to observe and make a, a, a reasonable assessment of what we see has a lot to do with our success or failure in life. Yeah. All of us probably know someone in our life that was a tremendous motivation in our life. 
Because we saw their life and we said, I don't know what I'm going to be, but I'm not going to be that. Maybe that was your brother. Or your uncle. Or your cousin. Or your best friend. Or someone you saw. And you look at what they did in their life and the decisions they made in their life. And you look and you said, you know, goodness, I, I, that, 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 that's a train wreck, man. I don't want to go there. I don't want to be that. That's what this guy says. I went by the, the field of a, of, of a sluggard. This guy isn't taking care of his property. He's not taking care of his farm. He's not taking care of anything. Weeds are growing up. Everything's a mess. He says, I, I, I thought about what I saw and I said, wow, I don't want to go there. All of us have probably have someone in our life that we saw and we said, I want to be like that guy. I want to be like that girl. I want to be like that person. I see them. I see how they have worked hard and they've built themselves up and, and, and they, they have, you know, they have this, they have that. They're having success here or there. I want to be like that person. You got someone in your mind that you think of that way? Man, I'm going to think of many people in my life. Some people that, they're not even people that I know personally. They're just person, I, I know their story. Yeah. But see, the, the self-discipline thing is a think thing. Right. You've got to get your mind in the right spot. You've got to observe the bad and say, I don't want to be there. I've got to observe the good and you've got to say, you know, I'm pretty sure that that's the, the, the way that I want to go. In this area, in this mind area, in this area of self-discipline, I think we've got to learn sometimes to dream. We've got to think, not only do I want to exist, we've got to think, hey, I want to have success. I don't want to just be a, 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 a C-plus student. I want to be a B student. I want to be an A student. I want to do better than I've ever done before. You know, when I became a Christian, I got to tell you, my grades weren't all that good. But becoming a Christian, I understood, because I'm a Christian, I need to do what I do and do it well. All of a sudden, I started making A's and B's in all my classes. I could have been making A's and B's before. I just didn't care. I was doing enough to stay on the wrestling team. And that's all I thought about. Yeah, it's not all important. Ah, not all that big a deal. Then I became a Christian. Oh, it is a big deal. You need to study. You need, you need to make, make, make yourself uh, the best person you can because you're a child of God. You need to be a good representation of Christ. Oh, okay, I need to go to class. I need to start doing my homework. I need to start trying. <laughs> Amazing thing that happens when we try. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're shocked. Whoa, man, alive. I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> I never really tried. But it's all, it all starts in your mind. You gotta get your mind in the right kind of a way. I want you to think about that, college students. What would it be like to make all A's this semester? You just started. You probably haven't had a test yet. Maybe you have. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, what would it be like, guys, teenagers? What would it be like to make all A's this year? Ooh. That'd be nice. That'd be cool. That'd be different. <laughs> you know, what would it be like to get a great job evaluation 
where your boss says, hardest worker I've got. Ooh, that'd be nice. Wouldn't that be nice to have on your job eval? You know? Tremendous detail to duty and, and, and getting things done in, in, in a right kind of a way. But all that starts with a dream. All that starts with, hey, I think I can do a little bit better. I, I think I can, uh, 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 you know, move in, in, a, in a good direction. So it starts with a think thing. Then it goes to self-control is a do thing. Look over to chapter 23. If I don't give a book, it's just Proverbs. Because we're doing Proverbs, right? So Proverbs 23, verse 1. I love this story. This is a great story. You have to envision this story a little bit. Put yourself in in the picture that he's drawing. When you sit... To dine with a ruler. Now, most of us are probably not going to sit down with a ruler, a president of the United States. But, you know, but, but if we can sit down with someone really important in your life, okay? Think of whoever, you know, someone super important. When you sit to dine with a ruler, note well what is before you. In other words, the setting that you're in. And put a knife to your throat. If you are given to gluttony, do not crave his delicacies, for that food is deceptive. Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Have the wisdom to show restraint. Cast but a glance at riches and they're gone, for they'll surely sprout wings and fly off like uh, in the sky like an eagle. Do not eat the food of a stingy man. Do not crave his delicacies, for he is the kind of man who is always thinking about the cost. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. You will vomit up the little you've eaten, and you have wasted your compliments. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Put a knife to your throat if you are given to gluttony when you sit down with someone really important. He's saying, you need to do some things here for yourself. He doesn't say someone needs to come in and solve all your problems and save you from this awkward situation. You need to get yourself under control. It is a do thing, if you understand what I'm saying. I want to give you some some specifics here that will maybe be helpful for you in this area of do, okay? Do little things first. Do little things. You know, we, we think, okay, I've got to get disciplined. And we're just, it's almost like a wave hitting us. That was hilarious last night at the baptism. Man, if you were there, I mean, oh, Francine and Emmerich are going on out with their son and they're walking out and, and, and they, they're about ready to take him down and the wave just hits them and it's like, bam! They came flying back and realized, I don't know if we really got the job done. Let's try again. And they went in for the second go a little deeper out there, and they did it again, and bam! The thing, the, the wave was washed over them, and they were stumbling all over the place and, and all that, and they finally got up and, and came back in and everything. But that's the way some of us, when we think of discipline, oh no, it's like a wave! Do something little. Make your bed. (laughs) 
Do the dishes. Don't worry about being disciplined all day. Just be disciplined for five minutes. <laughs> I don't have to, I, I, you know, all the way, ah, I can't be disciplined all day. No, 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 just five minutes. Five minutes, I'm going to be disciplined. In five minutes, you can make the bed. Five minutes, you can do the dishes. Well, maybe, maybe ten. <laughs> Depends on how big a mess you, you have. Depends on how long you hadn't made the dishes up, you know, and all that kind of thing. But you've got to start small. Because if you, if you think large, you're going to be overwhelmed. And, and, and you're going to be so overwhelmed that you'll actually do nothing. You'll be so discouraged, so overwhelmed that you don't do anything. You've got to cut this thing down to five minutes. Be disciplined for five minutes. You know, some of you guys, you say, man, I know I need to get some exercise going on. You know, I want to run a marathon. No, 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 no. <laughs> Running a marathon can be the dream way out there. Okay, but but you don't need to start. I'm going to run a marathon. You need to start and run around the block. You got to start small. When you have this kind of mentality, okay, I'm going to start small. I'm going to work up. All of a sudden, you start working up. You realize, hey, if I can be disciplined for five minutes, I can be disciplined for 20 minutes. If I can be disciplined for 20 minutes, I can be disciplined for the morning. If I can be disciplined for the morning, I can be disciplined all day. I can have one whole day. But it started with five minutes. You see, I know I need to get myself physically in shape. I need to, and I'm not trying to go there, but I, I, I need to eat less food. Okay, then eat less food at one meal. You, you can't say, okay, I'm cutting down. No, no, just one meal, okay? That, that's where you start. You gotta start with the little things and the little times. And somewhere, Along the road, you've got to start today. Today, somewhere along the line, has got to be the day that you start trying. In the do. You know, self-discipline is a think thing, but it's also a do thing. And you have to be patient with yourself and understanding that you are going to have moments of failure. You're going to have moments where you you, you decide to, to do something and you realize, oh gosh, I, I botched that thing. I didn't do a very good job. you got to say, okay, fine. I uh, gave myself a break here and I'm going to do better next time. Yeah. You have to be realistic of who you are and what you can do. You know, about a year ago, in my running, I started doing what I call run-walk. And that, that means that I run for a block and a half and walk a half a block. 
Or if I'm out somewhere else, I'm on, if I'm on a trip or something, I don't know where I'm at, I run for two minutes and walk for one minute. Now, if I were doing that 25 years ago, I would have thought I was the biggest sissy in the world. What's wrong with you? Walk, run, get your butt moving, Marty. That would have been the internal Marty talking to Marty thing. You understand what I'm saying? But, I, but I'm not 25 years ago. I'm now. And I've got to say, you know, for right now, run, walk sounds good. And if I'm running and I see something I want to look at, I look at it. Oh, I can. In years past, if I were running and I saw a sign somewhere, you know, historical marker or, you know, some night kind of thing, I was running by, uh, 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 up by Huntington Hospital, they have some uh, artwork out there on uh, on uh, California, and I'd run by there. I bet I've run by there over the years, a hundred times, or maybe three hundred times. I don't know. The other day, I thought I I don't need, I've never stopped and looked at what. There's a sign right there. They explain all that, and I, I said I want to read that, and so I went over there and read it. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that years ago, but you have to be realistic of who you are and what you can do. You understand what I'm saying? And it's okay for me to run walk. Because I'm 62 years old. If you're run walking when you're 15, then you gotta think that through. (laughs) A 15 year old ought to be run, run, and run faster. I mean, you know, come on! Yeah, run like an old man. I'm an old man. I can run like an old man. You're not an old man. Run like a teenager. You have to do some things that are age appropriate or circumstance appropriate to your life. But guys, think about this. This thing of discipline in your mind. It is a mind thing. And it's a do thing. It's both. You gotta get your mind right. If you don't get your mind right, that if you just go and try to do it without getting your mind right, it ain't gonna work. It's both. You gotta get your mind right. And then you've got to get your body right. I'm going to give you an assignment here, and I hope you'll be serious and do this. I want you to read Daniel chapter 1. Not right now. (laughs) Daniel chapter 1. And the story is young Daniel is taken with some of his friends off into Babylonian captivity. And he's a real sharp kid. And he is picked out with his buddies to be in service to King Nebuchadnezzar. And there's a story that goes along there that they want him to do some things. And I want you to read the story of what Daniel does. It's a fantastic story of how if if you have your mind set... And he had his mind set. Even though I'm a, I'm a Jewish young man, I've been carried off out of my home, away from my family, away from my religion, and, and, and anybody expecting me to do things. But he had these he had these convictions in his mind. When he had the convictions in his mind, he then applied them to the circumstances he was in, and it, it led to a tremendous success in his life and, and down the road, uh, even in the life of his people because of the position that he ultimately had because of getting his mind right and then being willing to do it. I hope I haven't scared you off today about self-discipline. 
Self-discipline can seem to be overwhelming. But if you get your mind right, and if you get your you know if you get to think right, you get to do right, you can begin to have the little successes that can lead to bigger successes in this area of your life. And then self-discipline goes from being the liver or the broccoli of all the virtues to maybe even the discipline uh, or the, the uh, virtue that you might take the most happiness in. And you look at your life and say, you know, I maybe need to be more loving or patient, but you know what? At least I'm self-disciplined. Uh, and, and wouldn't that be a nice difference for many of us in our lives? <laughs> Listen, have a great week. I hope you enjoyed our study.